Ingiwala. Hello and welcome. Garoma nga bahagar nga jagun. Respect the Banjilang Nation. Ngaburungi nga ngaling nga jagun. The land nga yabugaya nga bunjang nga. Of pretty flowers nga yamburungi nga banjilaka. And pretty butterflies. Nimburungi nga bugurungi nga jaramba yawa nga apakumi. And the healing colors of the rainbow. Respect the Banjilang Nation. Welcome to the third of the Walkabout podcasts, produced while working in remote communities and high schools on Bundjalung country in the New South Wales far north coast. Alongside non-profit organisation Desert P Media and supported by the North Coast Primary Health Network, a group of youth from Maclean High School created a hip-hop track and a music video with content taken from important conversations around mental health and well-being and what that looked like from the community's perspective. In this edition, we head to Yagle Country and arrive in Maclean, a town in the Clarence Valley situated on the river in the Northern Rivers region of New South Wales. The Yagle people are the traditional custodians of the coastal areas around Yamba and Maclean, having lived in the region for over 60,000 years. Of deep cultural significance to the Yagle people is the island easily visible from the road that runs alongside the Clarence River as you drive off the Pacific Highway towards Maclean. At a glance, it's scenic, peaceful, and all part of the tourist view. But this island holds a much deeper story for the Yagle mob. In 1904, the island was gazetted as an Aboriginal reserve or mission site and became home to most of the local First Nations people, living in camps scattered about the fringes of Maclean and the lower Clarence region. During this project, elders passed down knowledge and stories from their time on the island, which had a deep impact on the kids, shaping the lyrical content of the song, Calling Into the Deep by the 380 Crew. The intention of this podcast is to tell the story behind the lyrics of the song by offering those involved a platform on which to express themselves verbally via the medium of community radio. So, are you ready? to go walk about. The first day of this week-long project began with elders, students, teachers and other important members of the community coming together to meet and have a big old yarn. Invaluable knowledge and history was passed down in the yarn circle and for many young people it was a rare and unique experience to sit at the feet of the elders and listen without distraction of phones or other devices. Family and community members sat and participated in the yarns, encouraging kids to speak up or even shut up when necessary. One of those participants was Glenda McPhail, who was there every day in full support of the students and the work she knew had the capacity to change lives. My name is Glenda McPhail, nay Mercy. I'm a very, very proud Yagle woman. Today we're at McLean High School, um, working on country with the Desert Pay Media Group, who are such a brilliant network support for our, our younger generations. It's just a shame that something like this wasn't around when I was at school. Just witnessing 
this beautiful transition um, with these children. They're grabbing identity and they're very proud of who they are. And that pleases my spirit. And it, I know it pleases my ancestors because they didn't have a voice. But a lot of the young children that are coming up today, they have their voice. They're carrying on that legacy for our, our elders, you know, that fought for us, that had accomplished so much in their lives, even though they were limited to what they had due to time, generation, the era that they lived in, they were restricted. But these kids today, they still carry that voice for us as um, Aboriginal people, and it just makes me feel so proud. Pride is a key component in any culture and something that's sadly lacking in many Indigenous communities around the world today. The reasons are varied, but often it's lack of connection or access to ancestral lands, along with the breakdown of communication within families, leading to loss of knowledge, identity and participation in cultural practices. As the students introduce themselves, they share what connects them to country in a world where internet and screens are the new definition of youth culture. My name is Latoya and I am 15 year old and I live in McLean. What connects you to country in McLean? Learning about my culture, um, going to school, hanging out with friends. My name is Isabella and I'm from McLean and I'm 16 years old. Well, I like going to the lookout and just sitting there listening to the nature and everything and talking to my aunties and stuff. My name is Torshane. I am 15. I live in Townsend. Um, go hunting, snakes, go winners. My name is CJ and I live in Harwood and I'm 15. I'm Yeagle and I'm proud to be. The thing that connects me to my land is my heritage and cousins and aunties and my culture. My name is Tanisha and I'm 15 and I'm Aboriginal and Bandalam to like to my close to my family and I like to hear the sounds of the world and go to the beach. Oh, hello, my name is Jake McClay and I'm uh, 14 and uh, I live in Townsend. And what sorts of things do you like doing to connect yourself to country? Going for walks in the bush. My name's Craig Mercy Bushell. I'm 16, from Townsend. I just like, look at the sky, just look at the trees. Um, my name's Noah Soane, I'm 13. I live in Townsend. I like go with my brother and cousins to the bush. We like find goannas and snakes and all sorts of animals. If we find like a mad goanna, might eat it, but we usually just let it go. Hi, I'm Madison Howarth. Um, I'm 16 and I live in Townsend. Go to the beach, that's like a really big thing for me and my family. That's how we connect to our country. Mm. We just spend time together off social media. We leave all our phones at home and we just go out and we have a really good time and just connect to the land through the beach and activities on the beach. My name's Brian Quinlan Randall, 16. I live in McLean. Um, more about hunting and fishing and all that. My name's Ty Waters, I'm 13. I live up at Hillcrest. I like walking around up the bush. My name's AJ Hickling, I'm 13. I live in Gomrad and I just walk in the bush. What does it make you feel when you're in the bush? Calm, connected. Hey, my name's Bree, I'm 17. I live in Yambar. Like, I grew up on the beach, so whenever I, I like going on long trips, all I just wish for is just the beach, because it's like my home. Uh, my name's Tyrone Gardner. I'm 16, from McLean. 
just sit outside and relax. Hi, my name is Mel. I'm 17 and I live in Alawu. Um, I like living out there because it's away from everything else. It's like around the bush and that. I feel like a strong connection with my country where I'm there. My name's Nicholas Torrens. I'm 15. Just like going hunting and walking around. I'm Latifah Taylor. I'm 15 and I live in Lawrence. I'm talking to the elders. Yeah, just trying to like get all like the other Aboriginal people here and trying to connect to the land and history. I'm Georgie. I'm 17 years old and I live in McLean. I dance. Traditional dancing. It's kind of modernised for this day and age but then still traditional. I'm Jadia Boney. I'm 17 years old and I live in Harwood. I'm from Inverell, New South Wales, so I'm Kamilaroi. I'm a Kamilaroi woman and Bundjalung. So when I'm down in Inverell, I connect in many ways, actually. I just go out with family to, like, our swimming billabongs and, like, our little dams and stuff and just get out and do things with family. But when I'm up here, I find it a bit hard to connect. Hi, my name's Kai Mercy. I'm 14 years old and I live in McLean. I come from the Yagel Gumbangi Nanawal and Dangari mobs. I spend time outside listening to the breeze and focusing on nature or I read poems that my grandparents or aunties and uncles have written about the island, Alagandi or places around here, stuff like that. I read a story about Alagandi Island based around my pop stories about it. I got awards for it. I was in the papers, all of those sort of stuff that you can get recognition for. Felt good. Yeah, everyone was proud of me. My whole family was proud of me. It felt like I was giving back to my mob. The yarn circles are often the first opportunity some students have had to sit and listen to the words of elders, their own history laid out, exposing the people, places and worlds that came before them. Here's how some of the students translated that experience. The elder were talking about a fig tree and I felt like a bit sad that they removed the fig tree from the McLean showground. I took it as a um, memory to myself of um, how the elder would have felt during that time. My aunties were talking about how their life was and what it was like on Alagundi Island like how they were very sheltered and they didn't know that they were actually isolated. That our uncles and aunties tell us about the Alagandi Island, that people that grew on it and lived on it. Had you heard those stories before? No. Grandparents did not know. How did it make you feel when you heard the stories? A bit sad, kind of, because... They didn't know that they were isolated. Their parents had to pretend that nothing was wrong, trying to protect them. I remember when they were on Alleghany Island, when the flood came, they moved back to McLean, up Hillcrest. And it thinks about how lucky I am for them fighting for us to get in this new generation. I remember back in 1961 when the flood came, they'd come um, over here and they all stayed in the hall and they had to eat like, different foods and that. When that um, spirit was in that fig tree and all the community came in to watch, all the school kids. Well, when they had the move, it was pretty sad because of floods. They had to leave their home and find a new place to have a home. 
our aunties telling us their like history and what they had to deal with growing up in McLean and there were some very confronting and very shocking stories that really hit us to heart and kind of opened our eyes up and I think I speak for myself and majority of some friends that were with me like it was a really big eye-opener. Um, stories about the fig tree and how when it got taken away how the community was in a dark place at that time and how we've built up now to be able to come where we are and be there for each other still which is really nice. One of the other aunties there she told us that when she was a kid she had to hide in the bush with one of her sisters when the uh, when people came to try to take away from her home and that really hit us hard especially me it was just confronting I didn't know what to think and like how lucky we are now to have a community where we can walk the streets safe and have family around us and not feel like we're in the bad so yeah it's pretty good we're very lucky for the life we have now I remember Ali Lenore talking about the fig tree the fig tree um how it's real special to them and like how much pain it brought to her and the like the elders around them and for them to have the strength to continue on and to like still to have a strong connection after big things being lost from our country and just to continue on like it really brings me inspiration because it like tells us like our generation not to like give up they didn't give up for so long because they fought for us to like have a voice in that whenever I like, go somewhere and then I come back they tell me again and then like I feel like reconnected. I remember on Monday that we were talking about like the history and you know the feeling of community and all that and I think when they started talking about like everybody who lived on the island and how close they all were and how they did stuff for each other that really moved me because nowadays our whole community they rarely talk you know they talk when they see each other out and about but they rarely get together as they used to as a massive family back in the day. So I think hearing that, it moved me, how they were all just come together on the one day, together as a community. Uncle Ron, that's my nan's brother. I mainly hear stuff from him whenever I see him. Things like this, like Desert P Media, like that's where I hear new stories. Do you ever feel like you want to ask questions? Yeah, but I know that there's boundaries when you have to ask questions, as it's so like sensitive and emotional. You don't know like how the elders are going to act, so like it's best to just find out from someone else or take it slowly. Yeah, like a lot of it comes from age because when they were growing up, they got told like not to ask questions of what was happening and that. And so like for us to like ask questions might be a bit sensitive to them, like Bree said, brings back memory of the trauma, what they experienced when they were growing up. Auntie Glenda sat in on lengthy yarns, contributing and observing when needed. Here she gives her perspective on appropriation when asking and receiving important cultural information and how she feels the students dealt with that. I think it was having the elders present too kept them a bit grounded. They loved that. They loved that community input and hearing about stories from the past. We don't like to carry a lot of things that have happened in the past. I know myself personally, we were not allowed to carry our mother and father's stuff. So they told us snippets of what they thought we needed to know, but not everything, you know, that happened to them. But I think as you get older, they tell you a little bit more. And then as you get older still, you go off with your aunties, and so that's a whole branch of education that you get from your elders. You must always 
respect self. Never ever let anybody put you down. Those words resonate with me so much as a young kid and still today. It's beautiful to see this young generation carrying that because the way they walk, the way they talk, they're very proud of who they are and that makes me feel proud because I know our ancestors are walking with them, always. Janali Doncaster, mentor, songwriter and facilitator with Desert P Media and Yegel Man himself ponders for a moment those same thoughts whilst out on country. Yeah, that's it, opening a space, I guess... It's always there, yeah, it is always there, but sometimes modern day and technology, it's hard to uh, find the space and time to talk with and sit down with those elders. And I think Desert P Media sort of opens and allows a space for that conversation to be heard, for that conversation to be um, talked about and share them stories. The Yarns provide a space for discussion on all manner of topics, encouraging participants to look for solutions to real issues that they're facing and to view them from an ideal perspective. So as well as creating lyrics for the song, the impact these yarns have on a personal level is impossible to quantify. For one young student, Madison, the timing could not have been more perfect. I went home and I had an interview the next day for an Elsa Dixon scholarship. Elsa Dixon was one of the first Indigenous women to help Indigenous people find career pathways and she was a really, oh, she was a wonderful woman. I look up to her so much. I went for a school-based traineeship for Health New South Wales Department where I'll be working at a Grafton and McLean Bay's hospital and completing my HSC with an ATAR rating. And then I back from the health department they said they wanted to offer me the Elsa Dixon scholarship so I get paid work for working at the hospital and it's free TAFE and learning and all that so just a really big opportunity that I had to take. I was talking to my dad about it and he's like this is like probably the best thing you could do have a day with this before going for that interview because all the questions they asked me was like about this and like how I felt about the problems in society today and how it relates to Indigenous people and what I can bring to offer in the scholarship. And so, yeah, it was really, like, eye-opening and I, I don't know what else to say. It was just very emotional and it helped me in so many ways to keep my mind open to everything. It connected the dots easily for me. So, yeah, <laughs> it was quite funny how well it just all came together. After a long day of deep revealing yarns, the lyrical content and song direction start to really gather momentum. The students began to feel more involved in the whole process and really recognised the contributions that they were making towards this very special representation of their community and their culture. What shape was it taking, I asked. Something emotional or inspiring for us, for like our generation, like for like a reflection of like the elders and that. About what happened to our culture and heritage. Just before the white man people came we were all happy and free nothing bad and then we got the diseases the pollution came to our land and it's slowly killing our land and earth i feel like that the song is a song of how the elder feels and the memories and how it's kind of like the world now yeah i remember bits let us take it back to Gandhi island we're rapping about the history. Let us take it back 
from where we belong, where the branches stay high and the roots remain long. When we were all talking about we all kind of looked at each other and said, this is going to be a real heart hit song. And, yeah, it's emotional and just the words that we used, like a lot of the drafting that we did, it hit home in so many ways. And I reckon it'll be a really moving film and very good song about the well-being of the different generations between like the elders and between our generation and like how do we like cleanse ourselves from like technology and that how do we like remove ourselves and connect back to country and like the difference between like the elders and us you can tell so much different because technology came into our lives and like took over it instead of us indigenous people getting back out there and connecting back to the country we are holding back because technology we're getting so much information about what's happening around australia with the indigenous people and i think that's holding us back because we are afraid to like show who we are our identity the songs about the two generations and like what's the difference how we come together to connect back it was really good we showed that throughout the song as well and like the drafting of it having the elders there sharing the, their thoughts on it and us in this generation sharing our thoughts on it and just kind of having that yarn together and that kind of that brought the song like into a deeper meaning again I reckon it's focused around that well-being and bringing the two generations together and seeing the improvement and what's been going on. This song is about again the history but I guess well-being and stuff you know mental health all those sorts of things talking about history like their mental health and well-being when they were living on the island how things were for them back then main stuff around yeah just focusing around mental well-being around the islands and the missions as well how it was when they changed from the island where they were so enclosed and there was no one around to coming over here to live on missions around other people it goes like this our ancestors talk to us yeah, they walk with us, guiding us on our path, telling us darkness ain't going to last. Calling into the deep brings you out. Darkness into light, love will get you through. And then after that... Wait a sec, before we go after that, do you want to sing that? <laughs> um, I can try. I reckon you can. Our ancestors talk to us. Yeah, they walk with us. Guiding us on our path, telling us darkness ain't gonna last. Crawling into the deep brings you out, darkness into light. Love will get you through. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then um, we saying you gotta make time to take time, keeping the old ways alive. And then again, love will get you through. What does that mean? You gotta make time to take time. Make time for yourself. Take time for yourself, for your well-being, for your mental health, for your physical health, all of that. Make the time to take time. Is there one line that stands out the most for you? Mm -hmm. Love will get you through. Amen to that. I believe that too. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Mentoring youth to shape their stories and words into lyrics is one thing, but to master the melody is an art form. Two extraordinary female singer-songwriters worked on this project, Jennifer Williams and Phoebe Blue. Both women left us in awe after a display of their talents on that very first day, leaving many of the youth mesmerised and inspired to really reach inside and find their own voice. Here, Jennifer humbly shares how it all came together on the second day. It wasn't my words. I just created the melody for the words and just having 
Phoebe, another vocalist, come in and just have like her use, her training, what she knows about harmonising and how it all just gelled together. And of course, Arnie's words, first and foremost, you know, they, had, they were spoken and they came from a place of love again. Yeah, we just used what was being spoken from the elders to the young people and just around those yarning circles. So everything was there for us to grab, really. With the emphasis on mental health and well-being in community, I sat with the students individually and was curious to find out what well-being meant to them. Well-being to me is that our history is reconnecting back to us. Feeling happy and connecting to our people. Being healthy in every way and feeling happy. Well, well-being to me is, you know, making sure you take care of yourself and the others around you and just knowing who you are within yourself and being proud of who you are. I, I'm very culture. I love my culture. I think um, having culture, knowing where you stand in life, I think that makes you full and healthy in heart, mind and soul. Uh, well-being for me, I would say like having family when you're having a bad day or like you know, being close to someone that you can just say to them, you know, sort of give you comfort and everything, so. Um, having a sense of purpose and a sense of identity. Having a family that loves and cares for you every single day. Well-being to me, mate, means um, family. And saying to someone that you know, Oi, are you right? Yeah, that's lovely. It's always essential to uh, check in on people and make sure they're doing okay because you never really know what someone's going through until you take time to ask them you know, check in. So have you personally um, ever checked in with a friend and felt the need to check in with someone that's maybe not so well? And how have you gone about that? Yes, I have, mate. Well, for my motto, get the time you make the time. How would you go about holding a space for maybe a friend or a peer or someone in the schoolyard that's uh, not feeling well? How, how would you go about um, opening a space for them to share their feelings and emotions and vulnerability with? Well, just start off with, hey, how's it going? Get more comfortable with them. Know that they can trust you, making a feed for them. Yeah, that's how I would do it. I guess feed's essential for anyone to feel, and their, and their diet makes a big contribution to uh, how they feel that day and how their emotions take toll in, in their day-to-day -day life. What's the state of your own well-being? It's all right. Oh, being the age I am now, there's kind of a lot of challenges that have hit me from school, from work, to a whole bunch of different areas and it's just learning to deal with those things the way I do it and my identity and who I am and what I want to be as a person, careers, all that jazz. So it's just, it's all right at the moment, I'm doing all right. It's pretty good at the moment because I'm like connecting to my like country, like learning all the stories and hearing all the stories from the elders. It's like bringing like my sense of identity to me. It's like giving me a better understanding of like who I am and like what I'm like proud of and that. Right now it's pretty good. Past month it's been a bit rocky, shaky, just cause stress, like school, work, it's just everything. But I know that I have people there for me to talk to. My own well-being. Um, I have my off days and I have my good days. You know, I think everybody has those type of days, but I get through it. As long as you take care of your mind, body and soul. And you do do that through culture because you know where you are, you know who you are, you know your connections and grounded, you know, you're grounded on country. You know where you're from and that's, that's a big deal to me. One important message that kept coming through 
It's okay to feel down sometimes. These students speak of the normality of it at their age and in everyday life. They share what tools they've learned to use or places they like to go when they feel the weight of the world on their young shoulders. Go to the beach. How does the beach make you feel? Happy and grateful. Maybe reconnect with the land and hang around the bush or something because that makes me feel relaxed and maybe go to the beach. I listen to the sound of rain, the beach, the wind, anything that will keep you relaxed or music. With dealing with it, I always, each time I'm in a bad place, I cut myself off social media completely and I'll just hang my phone up and I'll go for a walk and normally I'll go out travelling like Dad kind of, he gets like the same and we ride motorbikes so we kind of, we get on the bike and we just go. We, we normally go to like beaches and out Jack Adjury Way like a lot because <laughs> out there there's like absolute no reception and it's just, it's so peaceful and it's just lovely and there's so much to do out there and it's just, we just get away a bit. But then we come back and we sit down and we're calmer and then we talk about what I can do to improve. I do talk to my parents a lot about it and we're very close. Like, they support me in everything like I want to do. They're always there. They always have been. So they're my rock, basically. But that's how I do it. I kind of just get away for a little bit and just clear my mind before making any serious decisions. I'll hang up my phone and just go to the beach and just go for a swim or, like, talk to my elders to, like, bring that sense of belonging again because they, like, give it to me and say, like, you shouldn't be feeling like this, but, like, it's okay to feel like this. It's okay to be, like, feeling down because, like, there's no shame of it. I'm not one of those people that get off social media. Like, that doesn't calm me down. I always have to have my phone with me, but it's just usually closest friends and, like, my family. How Maddie said her mum and her dad are her rock. Like, my nan and my pop, them my rock. So all I have to go is just, like, see them and, like, it's, I'm just, like, refreshed. And, like, the beach, that's also, like, my rock. <laughs> the main thing that calms me is just, like, Nen's food, like, her cooking. and That's just the top priority. Like, it's just one of those things that, like, when I'm down, her food will just make me be happy again. She loves heat. I hate spicy food, but when she makes it, I'll just, like, eat it. But, yeah, her main things are, like, curries. Fry bread with it, too, so it's just so good and... Pop, he goes fishing, so he'll bring back fish as well. There'll just be like a massive pot of like fish curry and it'll be so good. Being close to family and close friends, having them comfort me and stuff, yeah, it's really good. I'd just go and talk to my family. I'll just find the closest friend or any friend, you know, just say the truth and everything, you know, trying to get everything off my chest and like let them comfort me and everything, so yeah. Actually, if there's no one around to talk to, I usually take my dog for a walk and just go on the river and let it all out. And I'm really interested just hearing a little bit more about how dance makes you feel because not only are you representing culture, hey, but what that does for you, like, for example, maybe before you go into a dance class and then when you come out and the difference that you feel? It makes you feel really connected to the land. Like, say you're having a bad day before or after, you feel good and energised. Read or write which is what I love to do, or sing, which is also another thing that I love to do. Do the things that make you happy. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel really good because I'm getting stuff off my chest. Are there many people out there that don't believe in you or are there times where you don't believe in yourself? Both. Both. You know, there are, like I said, there are those good days that I have and there are those bad days. And sometimes I do get really down and I think that I can't do it and I can't do this and can't do that and... Same with other people. 
there are those very negative people out there who say, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that, you know, you can't be this. At the end of the day, when I've had enough time to think and clear my mind, I go, yeah, no, I can't. Your opinion doesn't matter, and neither does that little voice in my head saying I can't. The excitement grows as the project rolls on, so what are most of them looking forward to? Keen for the filming, like, it's pretty mad. They have big speakers playing, mad music, and you just feel it, good vibe. Finishing the song, it's going to be better than the last two, hopefully. Going out in country. Looking forward for shooting the video. Looking forward to shooting the video and going for a mad swim. Filming. Definitely some good filming and some good quality shots of us. I can't wait to hear the song tomorrow or the day after. This is the third time the students have made the song with Desert P Media. Their connection with the crew runs deep and they're only too happy to tell me how it makes them feel when Desert P comes to town. I think it's like totally lovely the fact that they come here so we can tell the whole entire world what our story is and who we are as a community. Happy and learning culture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excited, happy and proud that I get to make a song. Oh, it feels like I've got a weight off my shoulder. Like it honestly feels so good just being with people that are always so happy all the time. Like, I love learning about music. I love meeting new people too. So to be here doing this, writing songs about like our culture and our like history on our land, it's pretty amazing. Like what Bree said, being around happy people, like who are always happy. Like when us kids are being like muggle and that, like they still like are happy and that like, they let nothing like bring them down. Or when they like sharing their own experience about their lives, it really like opened our eyes up. Yeah, I like hearing that because sometimes we can relate to that. We sit there and go, okay, like we can do this as well because since they do it, like we can do it. Adults and children have like a lot of similar things and it's funny because most adults think, oh, you have no idea what I'm going through. You have no idea what we're going through. You don't know we might be going through the same thing. What about you? What kind of changes do you feel happen throughout these projects? Honestly, what the girl said about the weight being lifted off our shoulders, it's so true. I'm the same as Brie. I didn't get to learn about like these stories because I'm not from here. I'm from out Burke and Dubbo way, so they're like 14 hours away and my aunties and that, they don't like talking about it as much. And like Same with mum. She had to deal a lot with anti-discrimination and all that and as a child and she she's only just started telling me stuff and that's like really touching for her so she gets really emotional being with you guys and learning this story it's like a family it like really is it feels so good I think everyone just opens up they're so positive like holy it's so good to be around happy people and it feels so good like you're able to speak your word and not be judged for it they're just fun to be around and like good vibes everywhere well, I think it's a wonderful thing for this new generation because it talks about getting back together. It's like reconnecting to the old people because when they go, it'll be nothing. Like, the old generation will be gone. And the other media is doing a great thing for us young Indigenous people. I think it's wonderful what they're doing. And what happens when Desert P Media leave? For a couple of days, we'll be, like, feeling OK, but we do miss them. Yeah. We love it when you come back. 
this is my first year doing it, but I've talked to Jada and Bree and all that and, like, the experiences they've had with this production. It's just amazing and that I can feel it now. Like, as soon as you goes, everyone's going to be, like, a bit more. <laughs> Even when we come together as a school, like, our Indigenous community, it feels like a family again. And maybe that's the whole idea. You just listen to the song that you made, hey, and it's just mm-hmm. always there for you. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the best thing about music is that it doesn't go anywhere. They treat us like an adult, not like kids, like what a lot of teachers and that do now. Like they treat us like one of, as their own, and just being around their environment, feeling that happiness and that, and just hearing Janali when he raps or like when Jennifer and Phoebe sing, it's just like a strong. You can definitely hear in their voice they're like proud of who they are. Like especially when Jennifer sang on Monday, you can definitely hear all the power that she had in her just into that song. And then when Phoebe sang, like, you can really hear it. And then, like, it's just a, a movement. When you, like, guys do leave, it's just not a loss, but, like, we feel like that we, like, lost something. But then, like, we always know that you're going to come back. Whenever, like, we listen to the song, it's just, like, brings back memories, everything that we create. Like, there's, like, new friendships that have been made in that. It's not a loss, but then it kind of is a loss. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty disappointing because we put our trust in them. I know it's just so fun, us being all together. I know when I ever like when it's that time when you're like oh I really miss Desert P Media I want them to come back because I have like both of the songs on my phone like I would just listen to them and I'll watch the videos and every time I watch the videos I always remember back to those memories of all the fun times we had it's just pretty amazing yous will come back again which is what I hope <laughs> The students involved bring a diversity of ages and talents. Some in the group are very shy, while others more confident to share thoughts and feelings out loud. One young lady stood out for me on the very first day when during the yarns I noticed an ease to which she answered the group's questions when others still seemed to be holding back. I soon learned that Latoya had a special place in the making of this song and approached it from a very different perspective. My name is Latoya and I'm 15. How has the project been for you this week? It's been pretty great, like I'm loving it so much. You have something very special about you, don't you? (laughs) Yeah, I have a um, hearing disability. What's that like when you're in a project that's all about making music? It's pretty hard to hear all the time, but it gets easier as you feel the vibration of the speaker. How do you interpret what people are saying? What, what's your way of doing that? Look at people and I'll look what they're saying and I'll put all these sounds in my head and I combine them into sentences. Have you been trained to do that? Somebody helps you to find the way to listen? No, I train myself to do that, to listen. And how important is music in your life? Um, it's pretty important, to be honest. It helped me feel the way and make me feel happy. What kind of music do you like? I like nearly every single genre of music, but mostly um, rap. And you were played quite a big part in the song that we made this week. Tell us what you were doing, what your parts were. Um, I rapped some of the um, words in the verse. Some of those words came from discussions that we had, and you were someone that wasn't really afraid to speak up, were you, in the, the group Yarns on Monday? Yeah. When I heard about like something like the internet and stuff, I was like, me and my teacher aide, Mitch Bradley, were like, we came up like a sentence, our live online, and did my name. Tell us how you started the week, because you didn't really have any help 
with um, interpreting what was going on, did you? Yeah, like my hearing aid started to break and it was like really, really hard. But it broke like two weeks ago and so I got used to not having my hearing aids. What kinds of lessons have you learnt through this last week with being part of the project? Rhyming with the words and like the beat, how to choose a correct beat for the song. The beat that we chose was very, very moving. It told a story and it fit right into where we wanted to put in. What do you feel when music is played? Depending how the topic, the song, the melt, I feel that type of way. And I feel like the drum being beat with my heart and I can feel the vibration through my ears. And what about visually when you see like a music video like what we made today? Seeing something like shows more emotion of it, how it feels. And tell us what you're doing today with the filming. <laughs> I painted myself with some white paint and with the girl did the, like the emu dance and stuff and in the water. Have you done anything like this before? Um, yes, I done the appeared last year. Outside of Desert Pea? No. Is it something that you would like to do more of? Yeah. How does it make you feel to have come to the end of this project? It's like amazing, like, it makes me feel really, really happy that we can tell the world our story. And what is your story? What's the song about? Well-being. What does that word, well-being, mean to you? It means to accept yourself to love who you are as a person. The last day of the project was outdoors and we were taken to some beautiful areas on Yeagle Country to film the video clip that accompanies the song. It was a mixture of joy, hearing the completed song for the first time and being part of the filming, and a little sadness for some that the project was wrapping up and that Desert P Media, along with their infectious momentum and motivation, were moving on. And today, the filming out on country, the kids are all lively and excited and running around. It's a great inclusive day, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Yes. Even if you're not in front of the camera, just being out on country, from hearing the stories, it helps you to know that, yeah, I have a role to play and I have a place. I'm not just me, you know, what Uncle says is being. Yeah, enjoying one another's company. On the last day, I sat with Auntie Galinda McPhail and asked what she felt having spent an entire week immersed in the deep creative and cultural process of songwriting. Pride and envy, a little bit of envy, because where were you guys when we were at school? <laughs> but it's happening now and the story's getting told and it just means that it's out there for everyone else to listen and take note and just to be aware. Very proud because they are strong young men and sometimes they could be Moganyaga, that means mischievous, but they're listening today and they're, they're very excited. They like seeing themselves. I think the visual effect is more so than the musical effect. I saw some pretty big smiles though when they heard themselves. These projects change lives in both subtle and extraordinary ways, and the evidence is right before us as the project wraps up. It's a good time to ask the students what they've learned throughout the process and what will stay with them as they continue to grow and move through life. To not be ashamed and just give everything a go. Definitely learn to write your own songs. Use that story, the storylines inside of you to write your own songs. 
and um, use your voice. How the elders are speaking about how it's changed from how it used to be. Like you tell your kids or something like that when you're older. The changes are noticeable and a deep sense of pride engulfed everyone involved. But how did they feel and what changes did they witness in themselves and others around them? They seem more proud. They're not just hiding now and they're not just like talking quietly. They're actually heads up and proud and communicating with each other really well. It's like they're in their zone now. Took a while for them to get comfy but just seeing it now, it's like they're in charge, <laughs> pretty much. For them to actually sit there and listen to, you know, my people and their people too, their stories, and for them to be so passionate about it. I grew up listening to all these stories about Alagundi Island and the children on Alagundi Island and how families were always, you know, together and reunited and the love that they had for each other. And now hearing it in song, just so much more powerful, it just overwhelms me, really. I feel more accepted and more like I am part of the community because I never really learned about my culture and for this to happen, I can connect with other Yeager elders and it makes me feel really happy. It makes me feel like I needed to be in my culture, community and myself to bury the old stuff that I didn't need and put new information in my head. Bit shy and now I'm starting to be happy in that. I feel more connected and woke to yeah my culture. It gives us more courage of what we can do. Feels great. <laughs> Help each other. Um, it feels great to be like connected to all the Yegel people and other tribe makes you feel very happy and accepted and have you more bravery, more confident to express my culture. It feels lovely because we're with our country and we get to rap about our country and where we are. Does it give you any ideas to write any of your own songs? Oh, no, I'm not that interested in songs, but for like my culture, I'm very intrigued with it. It's good how youth can come to us and like teach our kids how to rap and that, and it's very learningful. Well, I feel I'm um, better because like rapping makes me feel makes me feel good. Yeah. We have learnt, you know, not to be shy and everything, you know, and everyone's, you know, getting there and because the song puts in place, everyone will, you know, get out of their shell and show who they are. Yeah, so I was really shy when they first came and I really didn't want to get involved. Now every time they come, like, I look forward to doing things, like rapping. I don't sing, I rap. They built my confidence a lot. From starting at Desert P, I was so shy and ending it, like, yeah. I see them more willing to speak. Whereas before they were really held back and didn't feel like they could contribute. But now just um, over the last couple of days of hearing them express themselves and even getting in and recording. And it may not be telling somebody it's spoken to speak it, but it's still a form of expression. Yeah, I see a big change in them. I always say words of life. Whatever you speak can either create, it can create death or life. And the words of, that have been spoken over the last two weeks have, have been live. And I've seen it come through with the kids. The difference, even in their presence, they're just more relaxed, they're more, yeah, more present. And knowing that, yeah, I have, a, I have a place here and I have a voice. And I think that came with just learning how to listen with the elders. So even though 
It was a giving back of the help for the elders too, even to acknowledge and respect to, and listen. They were receiving something beautiful too, you know, that place of belonging. How different do you feel from Mondays compared to today? More happier, more out there. I feel a lot more confident. Um, just more confidence. More confidence. To not be shame and just give everything a go because no one judges you. Um, less shameful and more open. Oh, I'm a bit tired. Yeah, it's come a long way from how it started to how it finished now. I reckon it's going to sound real deadly. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm feeling the biggest change is probably feeling proud. And um, I feel more like even more connected that, like, to my country than I was. Thank you. I'm not nervous anymore and yeah. Oh, well, talk away then. <laughs> I feel a lot more confident. Yeah. Feel like you can go out and take on the world. Yeah. <laughs> At the start, I know. I guess it was just really, you know, it was really challenging. But right now, I'm just like, oh yeah, pretty chill. Like, it's been such a great day. It's completely calmed me down. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> They're a bit reluctant on the first day, day number three. They're chomping at the bit to make it happen, to get everybody to hear their voices. They want their voices heard. Um, I think that's a beautiful thing, I really do, and I'm so proud to just witness this transformation with our kids. When I first met them, I was very, very shy. You know, I didn't know anybody, I didn't know the crew, so, you know, I just kind of stuck to myself, really. When I first started singing with them, it was actually not only when I discovered I could sing, but I was very shy and I didn't want to, you know. But now I love singing and I love singing in front of them and I just love making songs with them. That realisation when it all changed was straight after we did the second one, which was my first video with them. I think. The river to the sea. Yes, that was a realisation point to me when everything changed. What changed exactly? My life, my wellbeing, my everything, you know, because I was really, really down for a while. And then after that, after they came, I like that realisation like I saw something. Like, you can do this if you put your mind to it. And, you know, those sorts of realisations. I built myself back up after that. A difference when I look into the future is definitely, definitely big when I look about that. I have this mentality now that I can do things, that I will succeed, and I will show people who don't believe that I can that I will. The last day on Project Arrives, nobody wants it to end and the students are already talking about next time with great anticipation. How would they best describe their feelings? I asked them to put it into words. Happy, excited to see how it all turns out. It was fun, very fun. Filming the part with all the girls. Open-minded. It just feels good. It's like a family here and it just it has really good feeling that's undescribable at the moment. After the whole project, I feel more stronger, more proud for my culture. After what we did for the past week, it's really amazing what we did, so yeah. Monday I was so shy, like, you know, it was a new crew and everything, and now, like, I'm all open up, you know, no shame. Oh, so much better, especially with this one being my first project. Like, it's such a relief being at the end of the week. Kind of mad, not mad, but sad that you are leaving, though, because, like, after, like, even this week, like, you connected a lot with everyone, and it's just, like, a big family, and sad to have that go, but you will be back. Yep. <laughs> Bit sad, because, like, I want to keep doing this. A couple of words just to describe how you feel after the whole project this week. 
proud and excited. Um, I feel pretty good. Proud. I feel good and I'm proud to be who I am. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's real good. Yeah, positive vibes around. Um, I'm feeling really proud of it because like the journey that we've been on with each other and just hearing like all each other like each other's stories and what we've got to say about our culture. Uh, I feel good to finally get it done. It's pretty good. I feel, no, I'm really happy that we got to do this again. But now it's like ending, it's pretty sad. <laughs> the moment they have all waited for, the finished song and the chance to hear it out loud in the school hall is quite a moment. Let's share it with them. Let us take you back. Let us take you back. I can see the scene in the vision. The past, present, future of Alagundi mission. Let us take you back to Alagundi Island. The place we put our pride in. Where children always smile. Let us take you back. To where we belong. Where the branches reach high and the rich remain strong. Let us take it back We all mob, we all want My people stand together, say salt, water and sun Let us take it back To 1961 Tides rising, life changing, old ways undone Let us take it back To Tippy Beach, Hillcrest Where memories are made that we will never forget Our ancestors talk to us Yeah, they walk with us Guiding us on our path Telling us darkness ain't gonna last When the white man first came My people's pain is like the worst migraine Disconnect from a country and searching for fame Alive online, dead to my little name Where you at? You gotta make time to take time Bring it back Keeping the old ways alive Close your eyes and let the noise die down Old people like old trees that better nurture We go deep, this bridge is buried beneath the surface Reaching down deep, finding our real purpose Telling the real time story of the dream surface All good things, this podcast is coming to an end, and who better to close it than Yegelman himself, Janali Doncaster, mentor and songwriter with Desert P Media, and a huge inspiration for youth at every project, but particularly here on his own country with his own mob. Thank you, everybody. We're here on Yegel Country. Um, you've heard some yarns and some stories from a few of the local Indigenous mob here traditional owners and to become future elders which is a very beautiful thing so I guess now is how do we find a space amongst all of this uh, modern day chaos how do we find a space where we can really touch our roots in deep and find what it is um, that our elders had and our elders fought for and it's it's something that's easily said 
but much harder to do. So I guess closing the gap is, is the start, but really I think there's some serious actions that need to be taken in order to actually get to that spot. I'm talking about schools all over Australia, nationally and internationally for education purposes, to be rolled out and it to be a subject or a part of their schooling maybe two days a week. They get out on country, walk out on country and make tools and practice that. I think it's uh, key for educational purposes and for the knowledge and the young to hold on to that knowledge and keep it going from generations to come because it's very close to the point where it could have easily all been lost and I think would have been a very sad thing but I guess with the power of knowledge and the power of power itself and love I guess we could give and find that space. You're here with Janali Doncaster, Janali Laurie, Yagel, Man, Manjalang. We've been having yarns with them young ones. Hope you guys stay well and bless up. Love light, your way. I hope you've enjoyed this edition of Walkabout, but before we go, introducing the 380 Crew radio presenters. Hello, my name is Bree. So, Jada, how has your day been today? Good. <laughs> and hot. <laughs> today we have here Isabel Bushel Mercy. Sorry, how has your day been? Good. <laughs> what have you liked about today? Going out and filming. Are you excited for the outcome of the project? Yes. What has been your favourite bit in the project? Doing my parts. What are your parts? A bit of rapping. Today I am here with Georgie Armour. So, Georgie, what have you liked about today? Recording and filming. Do you think the outcome of this project will be positive or negative? Positive. Why is that? Because it tells a story. How has it been working with McLean High School students? I have had the best time. It's actually been really quite life-changing for me. Uh, it's my first project with Desert P Media as well. Yeah, I've found the students to be just really beautiful. The big thing for me has been watching the change from when we first arrived, when everyone was a bit shame and a bit a bit shy, and um, and now just having watched everyone come out of their shells and really being part of the project and bringing their amazing talents and skills to the songwriting and performance. Filming the video in the last couple of days has been awesome to watch the energy that you guys have been putting in. <laughs> I've learnt a lot about Indigenous culture and about teenagers. <laughs> yeah, it's been totally rad. Here I am with Ty. How does it feel, mate, doing to the P, mate? It feels good, mate. Learn about culture. Make a video about it. Let everyone know about it. What does well-being mean to you, mate? Well-being, getting out on country doing what you love, just relaxing, kick back. Um, how do you feel about this new generation, mate? When the old people, they had culture and family. Today's generation is not that good. Technology's taken over. They don't really visit their families that much anymore. How do you think we can get back to that generation, mate? Take the technology away. And compared to a classroom when they have Aboriginal studies, would it be better if like an elder came in? Yeah, it would be because they would actually listen. Huge thanks to all the participants, to the 380 crew from McLean High School and the Yagel community. If you'd like to hear more from the Walkabout stories, head to Walkabout Facebook page where you can find photos and videos along with links to a collection of these podcasts by Chop Suey Roman Radio on SoundCloud. 
View this track, Calling Into the Deep, by the 380 crew and almost 20 years worth of work from Desert P Media at desertpmedia.com. Walkabout was made possible with the assistance of the Community Broadcast Foundation, cdf.org. Thanks so much for listening and get ready for the next Walkabout on Weyabal Country in the remote community of Bayougal, 75 kilometres northwest of Grafton in northern New South Wales. Bougain Bay. Thanks for listening.